Welcome to Tips from the Server Room. This podcast is designed for all you systems admins, network specialists, or the guys and gals out there in the office who handles it all. Sit back, relax, grab a beverage, and enjoy Tips from the Server Room. Hey, yes, welcome back, everybody, once again to Tips from the Server Room. This is episode number 129 for April the 7th, 2018. I'm your host, Jack. Once again, I want to be guiding you into, through, and back out of the world of systems administration, network administrations, and all fields of IT. If you get a chance, please check out my website at tipsfromtheserverroom.com, where you can find all the past shows. You can subscribe to the shows there. You can actually uh, download and go back further because I know that iTunes does something weird uh, to the point where I think it only keeps the past uh, 10 most recent shows. So you can go all the way back to show number one if you go to the website. If you have any questions or ideas for future shows, we would love to hear from you. You can email me at jackstechcorner at gmail.com and you can also email me at jack at tipsfromtheserverroom.com. If you like, please follow me on Twitter and as at Technoman. So first, let's talk a little bit about a little experiment that I'm working on. And uh, the reason I'm, I'm trying to work on this experiment or the reason that I, I thought that it would be a something interesting, I guess, to uh, embark on right to to set off and be like uh Lewis and Clark right the, the great uh, explorers and uh of their time what i wanted to do was uh settle down a little bit kick back and and learn more about devices that we are handing out to our clients or to our users and now all of us know all of us listening to this show i'm sure you understand and you know and and you've uh, been working with windows probably uh, for your whole career you may even work with some Macs, um, you know, some some Mac computers, uh, and I'm sure you work with all all parts of Windows. Uh, you work probably with uh, some, maybe even iPads or iOS devices, because that's what we generally see in business. But in education, we're starting to get a big influx of these devices called Chromebooks. Now, if you're anything like me, and a lot of you probably are, because you're, again, you're listening to this podcast, and I'm sure you listen to many. We as technologists, and I always tell my staff this as well as uh, any interns we get, try to embrace everything that we get into the shop and try to learn you know, something at least about everything. You don't have to know everything about all of it, but know something. So if you tell somebody, hey, this is the latest, greatest, you're being realistic and you're being honest with them. So this week, I decided that I was going to start trying to live seven days on a device. Now, we know that there's no – well, it's always been said, uh, and I've often told people, there's never one device in computing that's going to do everything you want it to do, right? It's pretty darn close these days. Uh, I know the uh, the Mac that I have sitting here, uh, I record these shows on a 27-inch iMac with a 27-inch iMac kicker uh, as my secondary display. 
man, I've been doing this for a long time with these podcasts and with my videos for YouTube. This is kind of my workflow. And pretty much these two computers that I have sitting here will do the bulk of everyday work that I want to do, no matter what that work would be. But as an individual user, we often tell our users, you know, there's not one device that's going to do everything they may want to do. And I think we started saying that back when the iPad was released. Because in education, we started looking at uh, very simply, uh, could somebody use day in and day out an iPad uh, to do all their schoolwork, um, to uh, create content uh, for their teachers? They do write uh, documents. They even use Google Docs on these iPads. So it's pretty cool uh, what the teacher is having these kids do. So for their day in and day out education work, it seems to be moving along pretty well. But we also gave the teachers an iPad. And we found the teachers, the problem with them having just the iPad is not that they couldn't do creating and work and displaying their work because we bought them all Apple TVs for their classrooms. We put those on projectors. So they could do all that. But what they can't do is run their smart boards, their smart interactive boards. They can't uh, – there's no drivers for the iPad to plug the smart board in to make it all work. So they can display their iPad screen onto the smart board but not interact with it. So that's why they needed a laptop, a traditional laptop. So they do not have one device that will do all their work. But this week, as we've been pushing these Chromebooks in our school districts and telling people that they're the latest, greatest, and that's wonderful, I was asked one time, well, wait a minute. So if you're buying the students these Chromebooks, and these are the latest, greatest things out there, why are you buying um, the staff um, – uh, brand new um, MacBook Airs at the time. And I said, well, they do stuff that students don't do. But realistically, that's even a lie, right? That That's that's 100% lie. The reason they got um, MacBook Airs is because they wanted them. Um, that's the primary reason why they got them. Uh, because we were finding with the Chromebook, um, now with Office 365, you can do your office documents. You can do Excel spreadsheets. You can print. You can do uh, – all. obviously, you can do all your online work, right? Online banking, online education stuff. They could do all that. The teachers need to be able to plug in so they have drivers for that board. If it wasn't for that, they can do everything they would do on a Chromebook. So I thought I was going to take it upon myself this week. I started yesterday, and I turned my desktop computers off at work. And everybody listening to the show knows that I work as a full-time technologist, right, full-time technology director. So I'm running the servers, the switches, the networks. Um, I also do a lot of uh, stuff like creating uh, imaging disks from ISOs. So this is different stuff that I'm responsible for. I wanted to find out, can I live seven days from yesterday was Friday until next Friday – living inside of a Chromebook. And going on YouTube videos, it was kind of funny because I was looking on there, and there's quite a few people that's done this test. I don't know how honest they were with themselves. So I'm going to be as honest as possible. Now, I wanted to do today's podcast and video on the Chromebook, but I ran into a brick wall there, was that the software that I wanted to use, uh, it looks promising, but... It only allows me to record for 15 minutes. It's, it's, a, it's a trial version or the free version, I guess, does 15 minutes. 
And if I paid for it, I could have recorded Unlimited. But I haven't tried it out yet to see if it's going to work. So I didn't want to pay any money and then you know, kind of get dis- uh, discouraged by it later. So I wanted to do a little testing with it, and I'll talk about that in just a minute. So yesterday was my first day with the Chromebook. The Chromebook is up to date right now. I believe it's Chrome OS. The version is 65.0. whatever. We talked about that, I think, in a past show about updating these Chromebooks for this testing we did. So I made sure it was up to date. And once I did that, I was quite shocked that I was able to go in and – and I heard about this with some models of Chromebooks, I guess it is. I don't know if it's every Chromebook, but you can install Android apps. I thought, well, this just made my test a whole lot easier. Um, Not that I've ever used Android apps. I don't have an Android phone. I have an iPhone is what I've been carrying for many, many years. So I thought, well, I'm going to look in the the, uh, Play Store. So I clicked on the button. Play Store loaded right on the Chromebook. And I started digging around a little bit, and I said, wow, look at the items that I found in here. And let's see here. I wrote down some of these main ones that I have found. And I'm going to tell you a couple of drawbacks of these. But the Android apps um, are not all created equal. I did find that out. And I think that's because they're more written for mobile platform than they are for laptop platform. I mean, quite obvious, right? They're written for a phone, not really the desktop environment. So they are different. There is some differences in there. I mean, and Android apps probably are even written for the tablet screen. But again, it, it's written based on a lot of touch. I did find that out. Uh, the particular Chromebooks that we purchased are not touch screen. So that's really not helping me. But let's first tell you what I did find. So I found some useful apps. The first one that I came across was Microsoft RDP, written by Microsoft, which I thought was pretty interesting. So I installed that app first, and my partner said that she wanted me to access her desktop computer. We were working at my desk, and I said, I can do that. She said, oh, wait, you're going to have to use your computer. And I said, no, I'm still in the Chromebook. I had my Chromebook hooked up to an external monitor. And if you want to see this, if you go to jackstechcorner.com, I already posted some pictures there. And I'm going to tell you some more of the testing uh, uh, information you can get back from my test week. But I did post a day one stuff there, and there is a picture of the Chromebook on my desk plugged into an external monitor. It worked very well as dual screens. Um, you could either do mirror mode, you know, you can mirror the same screen, which if you want to shut the lid of the laptop and use it basically as a desktop replacement, you can do that. I was using this dual screens where I can drag the mouse across from the Chromebook right over to the external screen, and it works absolutely flawless. I didn't need, obviously, any drivers or anything. It just simply worked So once we got her IP address, I typed it in there, and boom, I had her desktop up on my Chromebook, and I was able to work off of her machine for what she needed. The next thing I found was a serial app. Now, to be honest with you, I haven't tried this yet, but we purchased a USB to serial, and I think the serial, no, I know it's a nine-pin connector. Is it the SB9? I can't remember. It's been so long since we've had those on our computer, but this allows me to connect into our networking gear and our firewalls if I want a serial connection in. So I did find one. I do have one of those, and I've used those on Windows PCs, you know, forever, and I have not tested it yet with this, this 
application I found called uh, Serial. Uh, it's called the Serial app. So I have not tested it out yet, but I do want to test that. The next thing I found, though, on the Android App Store, which I thought was very useful, was Skype for Business. And the reason being, the business or the company that I'm with, we work and we communicate between all of the different sites with Skype. So we always have Skype up on the screen and we can just contact each other without picking up the phone. You know, it's kind of old school and have to dial a number or try to find somebody. We know we can just Skype and most of us keep it on our phones also. So we know we have a direct line of contact between the computers, phones, and different uh, working sites. So that is pretty cool to have Skype working on there. Now, I was not impressed by, and I'm going to do a video on this later, and it's going to be on the YouTube channel, uh, which these shows uh, are also put onto each week, and that is 4-2 Technoman. I don't know why I didn't write that in my opener, but it's 4-2, the number 4-2 Technoman, or if you search for Jack's Tech Corner, you can generally find my, my videos. And I did start a playlist in there this morning called Chromebooks. Chromebooks and OS for Chrome OS. What I'm going to do is show some of these differences. But I was blown away by uh, Microsoft Word. I told my partner right away, I said, oh, look, I said, our troubles are over. We can load the desktop version of Microsoft Word onto the Chromebook through the Android store, and it will be absolutely fine. That would have been okay, but it is very disappointing uh, how bad it truly works the other part that was pretty bad um, well let me get back one moment though MS Word Android app you would be better off to use Office 365 online uh, it looks a lot better and that's what I'll be comparing it to later today I'll be doing a video on it recording on the Chromebook with that application I found as long as everything works out and I'm going to be placing those onto my uh, YouTube channel so it is very, very clunky. The other app that I was using on there is Evernote. Now, you, many of you know that I use Evernote for everything. I use Evernote for every note. And, you know, I think they meant like forever note, basically, but I use it for every note. And I was typing this show up this morning in there, and I was putting it, you know, using the Chromebook because I'm trying to stay 100% platform for seven days. And I'm typing it up on the Android app. And what I noticed was I couldn't – I always copy my heading because the heading of the show, the opener, is the same each week. So I tried to copy the heading out, and it wouldn't let me select it to, to like right-click and copy. And But it had these two little dots on it. Now, these two little dots, basically, if you double-tapped at the end, okay, because like I said, it would be touch. So if you double-tapped at the end, the two little dots would show up. And you you would drag the top dot because I'm guessing they built this thing for your finger. That makes sense because it's for the uh, tablet, the Android tablet, or for the Android phone. You would drag it across the top, and then it would come up and say copy, and you cut or whatever. To me, it was a very, very cumbersome workflow because I'm used to my workflows. And I think that's the big thing when we're when we're changing – devices uh, for people. One, you can't have a large learning curve. Um, I get this all the time when I tell people about using a, a Mac. People say, uh, Jack, what kind of computer should I buy for my son or daughter to go to college? 
um, for my son to go to art school. And I'd say, well, you know, buy a Mac. Buy a Mac laptop. It'll last him for the three or four years. They shouldn't have a whole lot of issues with the operating system, and it should just simply work. First thing I get is, that costs a lot. Of course it does. It's really good hardware. But if you look at the same kind of hardware, look at the Dell. I think it's the XPS 13 I've been looking at. Uh, their prices are about the same. The um, Another computer I've been looking at thinking it would be really nice to own would be the um, the Lenovo uh, Yoga. Is it the Lenovo Yoga? Uh, again, price point's about the same, about $1,100, $1,200. And I was looking at the, um, um, the Surface laptops, the Surface Pro laptops. Again, $1,200. And even if you buy a Surface, and I thought, man, a Surface would be nice to go out and do work in the field, you know, go to clients' place. It's small. It's really light. But then by the time I buy the keyboard and the pen to make it kind of the complete experience, you're probably talking $1,300. So, yeah, so does the Mac laptop really look like it's that much more? No, it's a high-end computer just like those are high-end computers. And they're both going to work very well. But these people go out buying these $300 laptops at Walmart, and then they call me up after six months and say it's not working right. The keys fell off. The uh, the you know the the hinge broke. The lid fell off. The screen quit working. Well, you bought a three hundred dollar computer, and, and I think that's where people kind of get lost at. But um, going back to that is you know using the right tool for the right job. I think is is what I'm talking about here. So, but. So for the experiences that we're looking at here, uh, for what we are doing so far, um, you know, the experiences with the Chromebook that I've experienced day one and being able to get through a whole entire workday, um, I even found an Android app to work with Active Directory. So I can go in and change passwords and stuff that we do on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, we have a student come in, I forgot my password. I was able to do that right on there and they open it as an application. So I am going to be, like I said, doing the videos for that. Also follow jackstechcorner.com. Um, I have basically three, is it three right now? One, two, three, no, four, four main blogs that I write for. Um, well, I don't really write for tips from the server room. Tips from the server room is basically the, the podcasting uh, site, right? That's where all the shows get posted to each week. The other show, the other one, jackstechcorner.com. That name, Jack's Tech Corner, I used to write an article for the newspaper, the local newspaper here in town. Uh, I wrote a technology column each week. It was a weekly paper. And they contacted me once and said, hey, we heard you you know, do a lot with computers. You know a lot about computers. Uh, can you write an article? Well, I found that writing is different than talking to you folks. And I also found that writing is way different than doing and, you know, when you put those all together, what would happen is I would write the article, which would be, I don't know how many words, let's say, let's say a hundred word article. Let's just give it a hundred words. And after I would write that article, talking to you folks, if I say something like a switch or networking gear or wireless, you get it, right? Because you understand what I'm talking about. But if I write something like that, um, like a firewall, um, you know, uh, we talked a few weeks ago about wireless. If I write something like that about an article, 
then my wife would have to go in there and edit that. She would have to change it into, um, you know, normal American everyday English is what she would tell me. So she she knew what I was trying to say, but I couldn't have that technical slang on it for the everyday reader because a lot of people that read the local paper here are elderly people that use their computers on a day-to-day basis and they want to know how to keep them clean. They want to know how to keep their email managed and it was just different stuff like that. How to do um, you know, direct searches or detailed searches and so she would have to kind of um, make it into American English so people understood it and that column took quite a toll. But anyway, so <clears throat> What happened was I quit writing that column, but it was called Jack's Tech Corner. Get it? It was a corner of a page, and that was my corner. So what I did was I created the website, Jack's Tech Corner. So that's why you'll see a lot of writings on there, a lot of different stuff on there um, that I that, that I create and uh, talk about. It's Basically, it's wrapped around technology and photography. That's my two main cups of tea, technology and photography. I've been doing both for many years. So that's how that site got the name. The other site I write for, if you're into motorcycling, is HarleyDayRider.com. And I also have a YouTube channel named the same, Harley Day Rider. I created that. I started that three years ago when, obviously, I bought my Harley. And then my original site is JackOakhorn.com. That is my name. And my name is pretty much plastered over everything over everywhere. It's not hard to find. But that site um, has primarily been for my uh, book reviews because I, I like to read a lot. It is for uh, recipes because I like to cook a lot. And pretty much anything else that I want to write in there about my daily life. That's kind of what that site is for. So anyway, between those four different sites, you can generally find out what's going on. So if you want to follow the Chromebook saga for one week, um, it's under Jack's techcorner.com if you want to follow the videos i started a playlist on there called chromebooks and today hopefully i'll start putting a video in there and we'll start building up that library so you can see what's going on but the primary goal here is don't ever turn your back on a technology that's out there because i guarantee you you're going to see it in business we started seeing our first ipads years ago Years ago, we started, you know, people started bringing iPads into work on, put these on the wireless. And you're like, you know, that's like, a, that's not a commercial product, right? That's, that's just, that's not, it's a residential type product. It's not commercial. And it worked out. It worked out. Now in education, we have over 600 iPads in our school district and some school districts have over 6,000 iPads. It works out. They simply work for what they're being used for. So again, is there one one particular hardware that will match everything you want to do? No, there's not. But what I'm trying to see is for an inexpensive device, because a Chromebook does what? That's, um, and I actually watched one guy's videos. He was using a Chromebook in his computer consulting business day-to-day, taking it on site with him, and that's the only computer he carried because they're very light, and the batteries last, folks, the batteries last all day, if not two days. So if you forget to charge it, you'll probably still be okay. I wouldn't tell you not to carry your charger with you, but you'll probably be okay. That is where I get a kick out of it. I'm trying to figure out how to take my Chromebook uh, this next year, um, or this year, I'm sorry. We're going on a motorcycle trip to Maine. And last year, we took a motorcycle trip to Wyoming. 
And I carried a small netbook with me last year, and I did all my video production on Movie Maker on Windows. So I was thinking this year, wouldn't it be cool if I could just take a really light Chromebook, like an Acer Chromebook, a $200 machine, and do everything on my video editing on there. So I'm also playing with that. So you're going to be seeing that come up here too uh, on that blog, jackstechcorner.com. So I think we beat that one to death today. Uh, like I said, I hope you don't turn a dead ear, dead ear to that part of the, the podcast. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bore you. Please don't unsubscribe and run from the channel. I mean, I like to bring different things to the table. And I think that uh, this is a device that that you may see sooner or later. Somebody's going to bring one in and say, hook this to my wireless. You know, uh, and like I said, it works great for Office 365. So, I mean, what doesn't? All right. So we do have um, a response from a listener. So I do want to give you a overview uh, from the, the listener because I like when you folks comment back. I like when you uh, give me some feedback. And this is great feedback from uh, our listener here by the name of Matthew. So Matthew, thank you so much for writing in and commenting on the videos where he commented was on the YouTube video. First it says, another great podcast or vidcast. I'm not sure which it is. Well, let me just explain that for just a brief second. This show started off years ago. Obviously, it's on 129 right now. I did take a, a couple of breaks in there, but this show started off years ago simply as a podcast. I just wanted to record my voice. Um, I don't have to, you know, you don't have to shave in the morning. You don't have to comb your hair. You can wake up in a pair of uh, pajamas, sit down, have a beer. Not have a beer, I'm sorry. In the evenings, I would. But in the mornings, have a cup of coffee and record your podcast. Very simplistic. Very nice way to get information out there to everybody. But then over time, I told my wife, I said, I am a kind of a video guy. I've been doing a lot of videos. Obviously, I told you I do motorcycle videos, photography videos since 2008. So I've been doing that for almost ever. And um, tech videos and all kind of different videos I've produced. I said, so I'm kind of a video guy. So why wouldn't I also produce a video? This way, if you're sitting in the office and you want to bring it up on YouTube and just kind of have it as white noise and on the side and the background, you can do so. Or you can listen in your car as a podcast. That's why I created both sides of the content. So not sure really which it is. It's, it's legitimately a podcast because more of a vidcast, I'd probably show you more of the screen. And I do that sometimes, but I think that takes away from the listeners in the car. So I could be very careful with those combined efforts. So how about the Xerox issue? This is a response to the... Uh, scanning issue I was telling you about last week. How about the Xerox issue exchange? Um, couldn't you create a rule on Exchange server to auto-forward from one particular address? We do that with some of our printers that I work with. Our machines are set up as a at, up with a specific from field. Not sure if that would work in your situation, but it's worth a look. Um, but if there's no server, then it wouldn't work. Not sure if you can use a service from Zapper, Zap, Z-A-P-I-E-R, or even I-F-T-T-T. All right, Matthew, let me kind of address this, and I did, 
I think I hope I oh I did reply to the comment on YouTube, I'm sure, but on the Xerox issue, the, the the first problem is with the Exchange server. One reason we're getting away from Exchange is it is such an old machine. Somewhere along the line, I believe the Exchange database is so corrupted it won't even let me access the users' mailboxes anymore. It's funny because it still works. It functions because I know when you scan, it will go into that Exchange server. And like I said, when they open up Outlook, they can see the scan in there. The one thing we talked about, we looked at putting a forwarding address on it. But here's our issue is, um, let's say my address, for, for instance. Let's say um, J-O-K jok at in our domain well that jok at our domain is on that exchange server so i can't forward it from that mailbox to the same mailbox on google because it already sees it and it dumps it in there now i think what you're saying is could i make like six different mailboxes but there's such a vast variety of users um, but you know what come to think of it now that i'm sitting here talking to you about this there's a possibility is sometimes when we talk things out together folks it helps you a lot you are right i can create a mailbox um no still wouldn't work on there i don't think no no because on the copier you have to put your address in there i was just thinking if if we could have one address on the copier or on the exchange you're right that would work because you would type your address, it would see it's not that one, but it has to be delivered to a mailbox. So that's not going to get it. So, but going into the Exchange server, and, and I have no way, I thought if I go in and just rename those mailboxes, then it wouldn't see it any longer and it would have to bounce it out. That would make perfectly good sense. My drawback to all this, to be honest with you, is simply that if I, um, you know, I don't want to fix the issue with the Exchange server because the Exchange server has to go away. I told everybody June 30 this year we are going to power the Exchange server off um, as long as our contract – we talked about this last week. If our contract gets re-extended for two more years and we're going to be there two more years, uh, if not June 30th, they can keep the Exchange server for the rest of their lives. I don't really care. But if we are going to be there, my plan is already to shut that Exchange server off June 30th pull it out of the rack and uh, format it, wipe it, do whatever. And you know, we usually sell our equipment off to you know uh, a reseller. You know how they take that – they always call your company and say, do you have any uh, technology we can buy? We wipe it off and, and we sell it or we pull the drives one way or the other. But that is the mission for that server right now. So I don't want to fix it as much as I want to be able to get our email – routed outside of the school district i did successfully do it with two different printers this week if you remember last week i think i told you that might have happened actually monday or tuesday we had two printers that quit scanning i think i mean they're attached to um a, a email server that i own and it's kind of weird, but it works fine. But I think I changed the password, and I didn't change it on those printers because once I got everything reestablished, it's working fine again. But I just think the firmware on that Xerox is just too old. So, And I don't really want to fix that because we're, we're supposed to get new copiers in June. So we always talk about that. When you're doing projects or workloads, why why fix something when you're getting rid of it anyway? It's only short term. It's a month or month or two, and I don't want to do that. 
So we'll see how that all works out for us. But uh, but Matthew, thanks for those those thoughts. That's what I want this show to be. I want this show to be thought process coming back from from you folks. The second part is we talked about imaging. So Matthew gave me this uh, suggestion. Uh, once again, thank you. You may be able to use a program called Fog Free Open Ghost. Never heard of that before. Pretty cool for imaging, or even use WDS Windows Server. Uh, it's Windows Deployment Server. Uh, both you can Pixie Boot compatible. So I guess Fog you can put on the server. I'm, I'm guessing. Sounds like Windows PE Reboot uh, into the OS could be uh, related to a driver, possibly a NIC or a hard drive. And be sure to enable the F8 option in your boot image. Matthew, I want to say thank you so much. I went back to our server engineer. We sat down and I said, look, we have to investigate drivers. It's probably a driver issue. And I told him, I said, this uh, gentleman named Matthew was telling me from my show that that's probably the first thing we need to look at. I mean, we were digging into all the all this sequenced tasks and everything, trying to figure out what task is causing it to crap out on us. Here we went back. He was downloading the latest, greatest driver from from Dell, which, you know, that's probably what you would do. But what we found out was if you don't update the BIOS, sometimes if you don't update, well, all the times I would say, if you don't update the BIOS on your computers, on your laptops or whatever, it's not going to accept the latest, greatest driver. There's going to be an issue. Dell fixes the BIOS because of their onboard components, and then they write a driver for that component to match the BIOS date that they created. That just makes typical sense. We weren't thinking. I said, well, you know what? Let's go back. Instead, we're not going to upgrade the BIOSes on all of these computers. We won't know which one is coming in. I guess every time one came in, we can update the BIOS, which would probably be smart. But what we did, we went to Dell's website, and we went back, and we found a driver from 2015. So we took the 2015 driver. That's probably about when they bought these laptops at the school district. And he put that on the SCCM server. And Matthew, thumbs up to you, my friend. It worked. And uh, the images are now flying. They're they're running great off the SCCM server. Uh, you know, my uh, my desktop technician... She's happy as can be because her images are working. I mean, she probably had 20 laptops stacked up that needed re-imaged, and they were just in a holding pattern. So we had 20 students running around with loaner laptops. Yeah, we had a bit of a mess going on. But doing this show, pushing it out there, you know, paying it forward, and Matthew, you just repaid it to us. And thank you so much. I do appreciate your efforts. I hope that everybody out there will also... Uh, take the time to write into these shows. If you hear something, um, if there's something that I'm missing, if there's something you want to hear about, you know, write in. Either comment on the videos on YouTube, such as Matthew did. Uh, email me, you know, at uh, the um, uh, the email address I gave you, jackstechcorner at gmail dot com, or jack at uh, tipsfromtheserverroom.com if you want a direct email. I don't know if people don't like e uh, sending emails. Um, you know, and I don't get your, and I don't know if people worry about this or, oh, he'll get my email address and start spamming the crap out of me. I don't do that. One, you know, I don't even have time to do that. And two, I respect your privacy. So I'm just trying to put it out there so we get more responses from these shows. And I do appreciate all the feedback that you give us. 
So we are going to wrap up today's show. We're doing pretty good here. We're probably about at our 35-minute uh, mark there, so that's not too bad. And I try to keep the shows within a 35-minute uh, realm, and the reason I do that is I know my commute to work, and I don't know your commute, but I average it out. Most people's are 30 to 40 minutes to get to work, so I wanted to give you a show that would get you there. Thank you so much for listening to the show, subscribing and downloading. This, the, uh, the downloads are up. The subscribers are up, and I do appreciate that. Uh, sometimes, as I said in the past, you know, as a podcaster, you th- sit here and you think, I may be talking to myself. And then you get a wonderful comment from, from a viewer, Matthew, that says, I am not. Somebody else listened to the show. And that, that's what makes it all worthwhile to us. But please remember, if you buy anything from Amazon, use that Amazon link. If you go to tipsfromtheserverum.com, there is a link on the side. It's on the right-hand side. Uh, Click on that and go to Amazon. I usually put everything in my cart, go back, click on that, and then check out. And that stuff will will get a small percentage back to the show. Uh, I got some ideas for some uh, equipment I want to buy here. I'm thinking about it. Um, This microphone has been working exceptionally well. I've been very impressed by it. Uh, you know, I do have to clean my audio up a little bit more than what I used to when I used the mixer and the and the amplifiers and everything. And the, uh, what else did I use? There was an amplifier. And I used to have a gain box up on the other side and uh, wires all over the desk. Um, and it used to be easier, but this is a little different because I have to. I do a little, little bit of just a small post processing on the audio uh, before I post this stuff, but it's not that big of a deal. Uh, for the simplistic reasons, I, I mean, the microphone's been working great, but I do have other ideas other ideas for the show, so that Amazon link will help out. If you do want to look at the, uh, we talked before, uh, no, I'm not even going to talk about that, actually. Forget all about that. But yes, thank you for downloading, subscribing, and listening to the shows. That is the main part of the goal for doing this each Saturday. And I hope everybody has a nice work week next week. Definitely follow that, uh, definitely follow my my uh, jackstechcorner.com and sign up in there. You can actually sign up in there. And when I put a post up, you know, it's going to email you the post and it looks really good. You don't have to always go to the website to read it. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it looks good and uh, you'll be able to get those latest posts. So until next week, remember, be safe at work. Uh, do your very best. Embrace technology. you got to embrace all technologies. And uh, even if we don't think it's the latest and greatest, you know, we need to read about it because one day your CEO is going to come in and say, did you hear about the latest and greatest? And I hope you have the answer of yes, and I hope you have some kind of knowledge about it uh, to talk to them. So um, other than that, we will talk to you next Saturday. Take care, everybody. Be safe, and I'll see you then. Bye for now. just listen to tips from the server room with your host jack if you have any questions please drop me a comment at tipsfromtheserverroom.com thanks again for tuning in and downloading the shows now sit back relax and listen to the remainder of the music we'll see you next week on tips from the server room so long